Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to be on my show, send me, an, you can send me an email. I'm always looking for guests. I get tons of emails now, so this is why I say this every time. Um, I practically don't even have to go on Craigslist anymore because I get so many emails from listeners. Um, and today I have on, oh, did I give you the email? Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com if you want to be on the show. Um, today I have on a guy who emailed me. Uh, he owns, he runs his own podcast called the man whore podcast. And he kind of is a man whore, but not in a negative way, in a positive way in that, like, this is a guy who, even though we got a late start uh, with SEX, <laughs> he's had a lot of experience, uh, in his, uh, in his time since he's been doing it. And he talks all about that on his podcast. That's the gist of his podcast. He goes on. On his podcast, he talks to like ex-lovers and people he's hooked up with and they talk about like what they've done sexually. Um, And because he's been around the block and then some and he's very open-minded, he's got a lot of interesting people on his show and they talk about a lot of interesting things. And that's what we do on my podcast as well. We talk about his history, what he's done, how he's done it. And uh, there's a lot of interesting stories. (laughs) I think this intro sucks, but I'm not going to redo it because my baby's going to be up in two minutes. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Billy from the Man Horror Podcast. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, Hey, Billy, you're on the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. How are you? Oh, hello. I'm quite well. I'm not so anonymous anymore. Well, you're not going to be anonymous. And I have a couple of people that weren't anonymous, like people like with the name and some of my friends that I did like sort of in-studio things. You're not, I'm anonymous to you. I mean, we've never met. You wrote in to the show, but the deal is that you have your own podcast. So I was like assuming, and of course that's the case, like you want to be you and we're going to talk about your podcast so people will know yeah. who you are. And your podcast, you're not anonymous. You do, your not name is Billy, right? What, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Billy Prisida. Billy Prisida. You're a comedian, and you have a podcast called The Man Horror Podcast? Is that what it's called? 
That's correct. Yeah. So there you go. And like the the whole gist of your podcast is, you know, you're in the sexuality department too, right? Like my podcast. Um, because what you do is you chat with your exes about all kinds of sex stuff. Like, and I'm assuming it's maybe past and present. I listened to a little bit of like one or two of them, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, you, you know, how many exes do you have that you're not worried that you'll run out of, you know, guests? Uh- <laughs> So uh, the, the premise was uh, that I talked to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, gender, love, sometimes butt stuff. Uh, and <laughs> so it's uh, the reason I started the show is because women would hook up with me, but they wouldn't date me. And so I like I wanted to find out why. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what is the reason? Is because they just think, is it like the girl thing? Like you're just a whore and like this, that's why man whore? <laughs> I mean, I did feel like a little bit like, you know, reverse slut-shaming in mm-hmm. that sense. Totally. Uh, but, but, you know, at the end of the day, it turned out there really wasn't one answer. Um, spoiler alert. It was just more like uh, it wasn't happening. And, I mean, at the time, I was 20. I was 24 when I started the podcast. So mm-hmm. maybe I should have just kind of chilled the fuck out. Uh, but, you know, I was really stressing out about it. And, uh, Wait, but so, let yeah, me ask I mean, you pop- this. No, but because this is interesting to me, and I think it's interesting to a lot of guys out there. Because if, like, listen, I was a girl like that, but like, you never think that there's guys like that out there. I know that there are because I've had one or two friends like that. But like, it's not a common thing. But I do think it exists, right? So it is, yeah, it is. It is like a typical gender role reversal. That's definitely true, right? Yeah. But so if you exist, there's got to be other guys out there listening that are like, oh my god, like, so what is? So you say that they're like there was a couple answers for it, but there had to be something underlying in you, right. That you figured out for yourself that made you sort of not seem like boyfriend material. Okay. Even though you got like 15 different answers, probably from 15 different girls or more than that. Right. A lot of times people don't know how to explain something. It must've been something that you were putting out. Right. Did you ever figure it out yourself? I don't, I mean, again, through talking to these women, I mean, again, not everyone I've hooked up with I wanted to date. So sometimes mm-hmm. those conversations are not as uh, as deep and meaningful, mm-hmm. uh, but they're fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But, the, you know, my the episodes I've done with people who I really fell for, who I wanted to date seriously, there really wasn't, like, a hard answer. Like, a lot of the times it was just bad timing. You know, like, you meet someone who just got out of a long-term relationship or is uh, they were dating two guys and they end up choosing the other guy or they're about to move to Germany. I mean, that's like the type of luck I would have. Right, but what's your dating history? Like, when did you, what's your longest relationship that you ever had? Well, um, up until the current, the girlfriend I have now, the only girlfriend I had was when I was 18 for 14 months. Okay, that's, that's a that's solid relationship. You know? No, but that's yeah, like, yeah. listen, you're that's young to have even that. I mean, that's not bad for 18. When did you lose your virginity? In, uh, like sex, uh, like, uh, when I was 18. When you were 18? That's kind of a late start, considering that you go to orgies now. I mean, because like <laughs> we're going to talk about a lot of interesting things. Because I know I've been, on an ex- I've been on an accelerated path. Yeah, exactly. Because I know one time I asked you like, oh, can you do the podcast like this now? You're like, oh, I would, but I'm going to an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like I'm going to the movies. Night, so. I'm going to the movie. I'm yep. going to an orgy. I was like, oh, okay. So wait, you didn't lose your virginity until you were 18. How old are you now? I am 27. Okay. So yeah, you are an ex- accelerated path. So you had, so you lost your virginity to the girl you you dated for 14 months? 
Uh, I was supposed to, but I made poor decisions and lost it to a different chick who I fully regret. And uh, and then uh, Arissa, who was my, my ex, she was number two. Okay, why do you regret that you lost your virginity to the first girl? Like, what do you even Cause, care? Because the first chick, I didn't really want to have sex with her. Um, like, I wanted to fool around, but I didn't want to lose my virginity to her. I was sort of seeing this other woman at the time, and... She was, like, away on a family vacation, and we were both virgins, and we both, like, kind of understood, like, we're just, eventually, we're going to lose our virginities to each other, mm-hmm. and so, but then I went up to, like, Connecticut and went to some party that I got invited to, and, because I was just thrilled that, like, any woman, I was not good with girls up until, like, I was 18, and mm-hmm. some would argue I'm still not good with girls mm-hmm. in some regards, but, like, <laughs> you know. Like I, someone said, like come to Connecticut. I want to get naked with you. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm just happy someone's giving me attention. And I go up there and just, you know, it kind of devolved and we had sex. I didn't, I didn't want to, but that's what happened. And you know, I just kind of wish I had waited an extra like three weeks for Arissa to come back. But so were we you have, like, dying more... to like have real, like just have sex? Not really. I mean, no? I was like really a pretty. I mean, I'm not your typical like needs to get it in all the time dude um well that's so I interesting really went, i mean did you i, I was, just had a podcast with a girl who's dating a guy who never wants to have sex and i'm like that's like a thing like it's are you but you have to be totally different now like you're still not the guy that needs to get in all the time but yet you go to orgies and do all this kind of freaky stuff that we're going to talk about i mean just because i go to a sex party doesn't mean i'm having sex with everyone there does it, mm-hmm. it also doesn't mean i want to have sex with everyone who says yes some people like you know, I might be attractive enough, but that I want to like fool around with them. But mm-hmm. I may not want to like have intercourse with them, or I may be like, mm, like let's just make out and do some hand stuff uh, because I don't know that like I really want to put my dick inside you, uh, mm-hmm. which I say in my head because you say that out loud, it usually doesn't go very well, and you get like zero hand stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, no, I've always you know I try to be choosy, I guess. Uh, but I mean, at the number that I'm at at this point, I don't know, like, if it sounds choosy, but to me, it sounds choosy, uh, cause I've definitely turned people down for sex How many times. people since, uh, cause listen, you've lost your virginity, what, so we're talking nine years ago. How many people have you had sex with in the nine years? Sex, I mean, like, well, put your dick inside them. Right, and so I assume we are, we're considering penis and vagina That's sex? what I mean, yes, when I say sex, okay. yeah. Uh, I believe it's at 79. Okay, so that's not really that much. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, got, or maybe it is. Maybe I'm, make, I'm set making myself sound like a whore. I know. I believe the average amount of sexual partners, and I'm not sure how the study defines sex, but the average number of sexual partners for a man over, like, in a lifetime, I think was like seven. You're kidding. <laughs> Stop. Where did you read Seven? Where do you read that? Uh, what, I, I mean, just, maybe because I, I, we live in New York, we know different. Like, I'm sorry, well, I know seven is sometimes in a week or in a month. Right, right. I mean, come I think on. New, in a I lifetime, think New York op- I think New York operates on a different uh, schedule. Um, also, there's you know changing views on casual sex, and say like the couple, my generation and the one above it, and maybe the average is being brought down by. Older generations that got married at twenty-two, and right, 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 maybe. Know? So wait, let's get back to you. So, so okay, so seventy-nine, maybe that is a lot, okay? Because what's that's about ten people a year. 
I, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah something like not that. even like to, yeah, like eight people. So maybe almost once a month, if that. Like one I mean, to- yeah, if we're I mean, if we're talking like full like making out or hooking up well, or uh-huh. anything naked like that. The numbers in like the I think closer to three hundred. Yeah, no, no, no. Because know. no, only be- yeah. the only reason why I asked that is because you said you were picky and choosy, right? So maybe I, mean, I was not, thinking picky, you would say ten people. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but it's, not, it's not picky. Like I go, oh, she's not hot enough. It's just more like I don't know. I prefer to fuck people who I feel comfortable with and have a connection with. Mm-hmm. And for me, like oral sex or fooling around is like way low pressure. It's like low stakes to me. Like. I don't like to fuck just anybody, but, like, I'll kind of go down on whoever if, like, we're having a fun time. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll eat your pussy. Why not? Like, that seems like a fun evening. So, but, but when you go I, to a sex party, right, right, like, you went to an orgy recently, you told me, and I need to go back and get the history on that kind of stuff. But, like, <laughs> how do you know whether you have an intimate connection with someone that you're going to have sex with? So, I'm assuming then when you go there, like you don't fuck anyone? <laughs> It doesn't have to be super intimate, but like, just, I mean, one, I don't usually fuck a bunch of people at the parties. Like, I may fool around with people, um, but I've only like fucked a handful of girls, and usually they're women I've brought there who I've already right. had. Like, I, I've never fucked anyone for the first time at an orgy. Mm-hmm. At, at a gangbang, that's a little different, but at the like at the orgies, like, I've definitely um, just fooled around with new people. Okay, when did all this stuff start? So, like, you lose your virginity. <laughs> no, because you sound a little bit... Like, you're interesting because you have, like, an interesting concoction because you have this, like, sort of people would think maybe very guy sort of side of you that's, like, out there doing all this kind of crazy sexual stuff. But, like, to me, when you say things like, oh, I was upset that I lost They're my like, virginity oh, to this girl, like, you have a girl a side, too. Well, you have a little bit of a... You're a little bit... But you're a comedian. I know comedians. They're always more complicated and they have a lot more layers than the average person. It just goes with that territory, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and they're always a bit twisted with sex in one way or another. Let me tell you, I know a lot of them. Um, so, and twisted in different ways. I'm not like, you know, so, but with you, you were like, when did all this stuff start after you had that 14 month relationship and it ended? Is that when you started doing all these freaky things? Did you have a girl that you hooked up with that turned you on to this stuff? I didn't. Um, <clears throat> I when So when Arisa and I broke up my sophomore year of college, uh, I went to school here in the city. I went to NYU. So, you know, they kind of have a lot of uh, options. I got a, I got college with a three girls to one guy ratio. I've got a, uh, it's a New York City that mm-hmm. it has a, an ample number of women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. First, I started getting comfortable with women, and I was hooking up with people, just like a college kid sometimes do. And I started kind of poking around on Craigslist my junior or sophomore year. And what were your ads and, all about? What were you looking for? Or you were looking for people, or you were posting ads? I think it was a mix. I think, I mean, obviously, I was having more success answering ads than putting out ads in New York City. Uh, but, you know, it was funny because, like, you look for W for M ads in New York City or any major city like in L.A. or Chicago. You know, most of all the women for male ads are going to be bots or sex workers. Mm-hmm. And that's typically what that is. Right. Uh, so I did this weird, like, game theory in my head that I came to was like, oh, if I answer ads for, like, 
MF for M or MF for MM or W for MM, then like I have a higher probability of getting chosen because they need multiple dicks, not just one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, so I, I realized at a, like the age of 20-ish, oh, if I am just comfortable that there's another dick present, mm-hmm. I can increase my chance of getting my penis sucked. By a and real like, girl, not paying for it. <laughs> That's right. a good so tip like, okay. for my listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's and that's slowly like, I mean, the first thing I went to was a failed gangbang that just well, went so, awry. So you started answering those ads and you were like, so how come if you're in New York, right? And like you could go to any bar, you're young, right? And get a girl drunk and bring her home. Like what made you go like onto Craigslist and think like, oh, I want to go there and like get involved in that whole world? Do you remember? I mean, I was still meeting co- other girls in college at, in class or at a party or something, but I was just, like, also looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Also, as I got older, just as I was on there more, I really was only on Craigslist looking for something interesting, something... As I got more sexually experienced, I was like, okay, I don't need Craigslist to get laid as much as I'm looking for new experiences. Right, so something, something different. Like, I don't answer ads just for any old threesome. Uh, it's got to be a special threesome. I need a bell and whistle. I want a narrative, goddammit. Like, what, uh, is, what would make it special <laughs> in your um, mind? Like, for you well, at this point. The, fir- mm-hmm. the first one that I was supposed to go to was uh, was an ideal scenario. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Uh, I feel in that like there's a narrative, there's rules. I like rules. Mm-hmm. I like a script of sorts, not like like a speaking script, but like a game plan. You know, right. I want something I can. T- I was just talking about this last night with someone. The anticipation of a very like a planned out encounter, mm-hmm. super hot, super erotic. If I know exactly like the lead up to it, that like the anticipation is the foreplay. Like For you, that I'm that's reading. interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, like if I'm reading what the rules and the boundaries are, and here's what you can expect, do this, don't do this, she'll be wearing this. I'm like, oh my God, this is super hot. And now I'm like, I'm really hard at my desk. Um, right, and that's what so happened the, with your first one that didn't really, I guess, happen. Yeah, there was, it was very, very specific. This uh, guy, this couple was posting saying, or no, I think it was a woman was posting for multiple men, mm-hmm. and she... And I got selected, I got chosen, um, and the, the scene she wanted was I was to go over to this guy's apartment, and the, I think four or five of us, uh, she wanted us to watch porn uh, and jerk off while we wait for her and leave the door propped open. And then she would eventually walk into the apartment, quote-unquote, catch her boys in the act, 
And then this like weird mommy son's role play incest scenario, she would like punish us by sending us to the bedroom and making us have sex with her. Oh my god! It's <laughs> so funny. I just had a podcast on where the guy—it was like a mommy daddy. It was a daddy daughter thing, and I was just like, I see that shit on Craigslist all the time, like that incest. Right. Kind I of mean, stuff. you'll see. Da- I think the dad, the daddy daughter stuff can sometimes be more like a uh, like BDSM oriented than incest play. But like, I I, I see your point. No, uh, this was the girl wanted to be called daddy. I he wanted him to ooh, call him daddy. Ooh. His girlfriend. You- Ah, so I was like, "What's it all about?" He email. didn't really—he didn't really understand. <laughs> yeah, but no. So, um, so but, but I, I got there. Yeah, and uh, that was a, the scene, and I'm like, "This is hot," and mm-hmm. I think I'm 20 or 21 years old, so I'm like definitely a little young. This like varsity level, you yeah. know, sex stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not. You know, I'm maybe just trying to be JV, mm-hmm. and I get there. And, like, I open the door, and this, like, older dude, like, he's in his, like, maybe early 40s, like, super tan. There's porn playing <laughs> on the flat screen behind him. Uh-huh. Everyone's close. I don't know if you've ever watched porn if you're not jerking off, but it's unsettling. Right. It's, like, it's, uh, it's kind of odd. But I did it. Like, I got naked with these grown adult men. I've, I don't know. I've never been naked around men before, but I did it. And, like, we're watching the porn. We're jerking off. I'm a t- I'm doing my best to get hard, but it's kind of weird for me at the uh-huh. time. But then, like, 45 minutes, an hour later, like, I'm stroking my, like, really noodly limp dick. And yeah, gosh. Look at, I'm, lo- I'm looking around like, hey, where's the chick? Yeah. <laughs> ne- oh, never you're kidding. Up. There probably never, never was up. one. That guy I, uh, who answered the door was probably just looking to watch you guys jerk off. Who knows? What do you mean? Uh, you I, haven't I figured that out? You didn't figure that out after you it's left? It's certainly a possibility. She So she sent, quote unquote, she sent she, like, Oh my God, please. Later, this is like, eight years there, later, 10 years later, and you you still think that she did just, she exists? I didn't say that. No, oh, I okay. just, I, uh, <laughs> I, am, I am leaving it as a possibility that lets me sleep at night. <laughs> Come on. You, listen, that's like a great story that you got duped. I mean, that's like a great like intro into Craigslist. Like that's the shit that you have to go through to learn your lessons in life. Like that's how you become a professional, you know, sex expert. Yeah, totally. That's what you have to go through. That's like the hazing. Would, you got totally <laughs> fucked in that scenario. That guy, what was going on while you were jerking off? Like, who were you with jerking well, off in the room? There's, I mean, there's me, the dude whose apartment it was. And it was a nice apartment. It didn't, like, feel like a creepy spot. Uh, and then there was, like, two other men who were, like, they were also... Waiting for the girl? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was oh, my the God. First there one was to- no girl it that guy that the guy to be, who let you to in. be determined i uh i'm sorry but anybody email. listening to my podcast right now if you're looking if you're like secretly gay and you want some guys to come over and jerk off like that's what you do you place an ad online you no, do exactly no, what that guy did and have that cover because can, look you didn't even no, know you still don't know shit. you still that, don't well, know no, I, well i don't know either way but that's a, to telling them to do that would be so shitty oh my god it's know, hilarious stop you're taking it too seriously it's hilarious you fell for that shit okay just so you know there aren't that many real women on like that's where you like it is very interesting i've had so many craigslist experiences just like that that did work out 
I know, but the fact that it didn't is hilarious. It's such a good story. Yeah, no, it's a very funny. It's a very fun story to look back. It is. Don't get upset about it. You're taking it too seriously. I'm. I'm not upset. I'm chilling. Come on, it's so much more interesting if you just cop to the fact that you were like totally answered an ad for a gay guy that wanted to watch you jerk off. Like that's the story, and that's an interesting fucking story that you could tell on your podcast. The fact that you tell the story that the lady didn't show up—it's so lame. That's not the story. Yeah, what's I like? I said uh, after reading the emails and interacting with her further after the fact made me go like, eh, this could have been him. It could not have been. Oh it doesn't God, really matter. Stop. It does matter. It does, it's so hilarious. It, matter, that it does matter. How could you uh, say it doesn't I, matter? It's so funny. I think it only matters. I think it only matters if I, like, I go back to the apartment and then we can say like, shame on me. You know, I guess, I, think, it, uh, I guess maybe a guy as a guy, if you're not gay or you're home, like, I don't know. Does it like bother you? If you think that like you were like jerking off in front of a gay guy and get like getting him off, like, like, is no, that because like, I a, used to, I used to jerk off for guys for money on webcam. So, I mean, like, I don't really mind that. Really okay, care. let's... Okay, great. That was a great <laughs> intro. So, it's not... You're not getting uh, upset because you like, seem a little defensive. Like Stop. Listen. Okay, no, I know no, you no, run no. your own I, podcast, I got- but this is my podcast. Just listen to me for one second, okay? You seem like you're getting a little defensive. Like, for some reason, you don't want to believe 100% and live in reality. Because to me, reality is... You total. There was no woman. It was a total scam, and you fell for it. Like, and I'm just trying to figure out what part of that makes you like. Why can't you cop to it? Like, and I thought maybe you were like a slightly homophobic, but obviously you're not uh, because you. How did you get into? When did it get? When did? Well, you do you want me to answer the? Do you want me to answer the first question? What's and the first then the question? question? Yeah, sure. The first one was the why I wouldn't cop to 100 percent because I've had experiences since then where people have. At the zero hour canceled, you think, oh, my God, it was a fake. You got catfished. Holy shit, that's hilarious. And then I've, like, been hit up by them later on, and we actually ended up did meeting, and that's how I had sex with some But, like, was the guy coming in and saying, oh, my God, she's this, she's that? Like, nothing was happening, right? Like, nobody was saying anything. You're just sitting there jerking off. No, all of us, I think after, like, the first, like, 20, 30 minutes, we are all kind of like, because this was, like, pre- Everyone has a smartphone time. This is like mm-hmm. a lot of us still have flip phones. So there wasn't like this immediate communication. So it wasn't until like, <clears throat> I think like later that night, she sent us all an email. No, no, no. But the guy thing. was at the house. Like he was the one coordinating everything. Was he giving you right, updates? Right, right. It, uh, I understand. No, it's like we're all sitting there kind of being like, where is she? But we're all kind of like still holding out for hope because we're like, we're there. We're naked. Our dicks are half hard. We might as well like stick it out another half hour like of course yeah yeah, i totally get it you think that i mean if there's even a one percent chance that a real chick is going to show up you're going to stay i get it many many men will do so many things for that one percent chance of course (laughs) of course yeah yeah no i get why you stayed i get why you believed it i get why you're there you know what i mean i was just saying yeah i would say um i would say i'm 75 25 that like it was real versus fake or fake versus real yeah, just throw the other 20, 25% out and make it a good story and just My, say, like, you got duped. That's, like, the perfect intro into your Craigslist life. But how do you get to the point where you are being, like, and let's just jump right into this, that sure. you're getting paid on webcams to jerk off for guys. Like, when did that happen or start? Uh, My June, summer after sophomore year, 
Uh, I got like I'm a, I'm a summer birthday. I'm a Gemini. No big deal. That means nothing. Astrology means nothing. Everyone, if you believe in astrology, you're fucking stupid. Okay. Oh, I um, like astrology. I mean, I, I buy into it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I do. I mean, you just you can't tell me that it, does, it doesn't exist. It's a little bit true. Not like I don't read my horoscope in the paper, but like you could find out someone's side and know a couple things about them. Anyway, go on. I uh, I got like birthday money. You know, I'm like 20, mm-hmm. and I thought like. You, you see the ads for webcam people, like, all the time. And so I thought, like, oh, let me try that. <clears throat> Sorry for the coughing. I, uh, I, like, signed up for an account to, like, pay to watch women get naked and do who knows what. And I tried, like, one or two sessions paying for that, just, like, watching. And I'm like, this is, like, really expensive for nothing. It's like strip clubs. Like, I'm not into strip clubs. Mm-hmm. So you're paying a lot of money to not really do anything. Right. Uh, so, so I'm like, no, thank you. But I did. But I did think I was like, I could do that. And at the bottom, it said like, you know, if you want it, so you can just sign up. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to apply. I feel like there should be an application. Like there should be an audition, <laughs> a jerk right. off audition, and be like, let yeah. me see, like, how do you flex that forearm? Right. Uh, but no, I signed up and I just started kind of doing it, and I just would sit there. It was actually a great gig for a college kid, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there playing PlayStation or doing my homework or playing online poker while my window's up. And if I hear someone ping in, I just hit pause. Mm-hmm. I turn be like, oh, hey, what's going on? And, you know, then whenever I'm done, two minutes to an hour and a half later, I just go back to writing a term paper on the history of communication. I don't know. Right. And how much would you make? Yeah, the beginning's slow, but I, at the height of it, I was getting checks every week for anything between... Uh, and you have to understand, I wasn't committing a ton of time because I was doing stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. I was a full-time college student, and I was under. I was also an underground poker dealer, so mm-hmm. I was like kind of splitting my time right. around. But I was doing it very like half-assed. I was making like a hundred to five hundred dollars a week. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. You know, just, and were you like just, just jerking off? Like, did you put your face on there that they could like totally see you? You were you were cool with that? Like, you weren't afraid that like maybe it would be someone you knew or somebody because like, you're going to be a comedian, right? Like, you don't want to one day have that I come felt, back to you, or maybe you don't care. But, obviously, but that's that's the thing. I think like with being a comedian, I don't think that actually hurts the career. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't going into anything serious. I was like, what's the worst thing that happens? It's a news. It's a news story that only like boost my visibility like if someone even cared enough like if i got big enough that someone like was able to post news of me from when i was 20 like mm-hmm. that's probably a sign that i made it right so right. no 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 i would think <laughs> why am I, i'm like so paranoid about stuff like that like so i would think not that the people would we know, all but like my news. family no 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 like your family sure. would find it. you know like that's the reason not because of the the public or whatever right it's that like right. would you but care like, that no, your like, parents we, found out I guess not. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. We got, everyone has sent a nude pic almost at this point. Like in 30 years, we're going to have a president who has sent a dick pic or a titty pic. No, but no, but okay, but I'm sorry, but there's a very big difference sending a, a nude picture to someone that you're hooking up with then going on a webcam and being like a webcam person and chart, especially doing it for guys. Like would you, like all I'm saying is that like, 
I would worry. I overthink things. So I would worry, right, that... If I was if going I, to business, like with Merrill Lynch, I would agree. But, like, I felt like I'm just trying to tell dick jokes in basements. Like, this can't possibly hurt me. It's not about uh, your career. You're not hearing me out. I don't care about your career. Uh, I know. I'm okay. saying if, if it got out... Then everybody that you know, all the people close to you, your family members, your cousins, your grandmother would know that you stroked your dick for gay men for money on webcams. And I'm saying that that didn't bother you that they would find out. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, I just I guess I didn't think they'd find out because right. I don't know. I just didn't think anyone would care enough to do that. So. Like, what's the worst? They take like screenshots and post them on like Pornhub. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think it's great when people don't think too much. I think too much so that I would be so uh, paranoid to do it. So that's why I asked, like, did you show your face? Like, you obviously weren't concerned with like thinking that maybe somebody you would know would know who would know you would find out. Yeah, no, I wasn't really interested, like, concerned. Okay, that's cool. I got it. That was my that was my like going all in moment. So I wasn't thinking about family and such. I was just thinking like career, and that was kind of when I was like career. Yeah, you like, were thinking sure money. We, you just needed some cash, right? And I, yeah, and I was thinking like, okay, let's hope we make it in entertainment so that at least this doesn't hurt because any other job it could hurt me. <laughs> it's like right, 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 right. I got it. Yeah. So so but yeah, no, it was a good gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad for anybody that wants to do it. I'm sure women probably make even more money, don't you think? Oh, way, way more. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, as a dude who's just like, I was going to jerk off anyway. Right. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. It's nice to get some cash for it. Yeah, why not? Did you have any girlfriends? Did you turn on any of your girlfriends that you were dating or hooking up with since you talk about this stuff openly so much? You know, like, did any girl that you know sort of go on and do it herself and... and did you ever find out how much girls make? I mean, I knew how much girls made just because you can see what people charge. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine they got more traffic than I did because, mm-hmm. like, they're way prettier than I am. Right. But um, none of the girls ever that you were friends with ever jumped on the bandwagon. Did you tell anybody that you were doing this or was it like a secret thing? Uh, yeah, I was pretty open about it. I didn't really. I thought it was a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you t- so your friends knew. Up- Everyone knew. I don't know if my friends knew. I forget when I told them. I mean, people all know now. Like, mm-hmm. they all know all the things now because with the podcast, like, all the things are on the internet. And I'm like, it's fine. But at the time, I think, like, people I was hooking up with or dating knew at some point because I had this weird thought. I was like, ooh, I'm going to be vulnerable and open and chicks dig openness. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, know if that, I don't know if that's the right kind of openness, Billy. It's, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, that might have to do with the reason why some people didn't take you seriously. I don't know if you kept, you know, sometimes when you lead very strongly with sex, right? And that was my problem with guys. Sex was like the only way I knew how to be comfortable and close with people because I had like issues with other kinds of feelings, right? So I could be very bold and very everything sexually. That was something I had no fear with. So that was the only way I could really be comfortable with a guy so I would lead with that you know what I mean and that was like what I sort of came into the relationship with and thought that was the most important thing and that guys would like that you know but I didn't have the other stuff was difficult for me you know and that's why I led with the sex stuff you know and so that's why nobody really sort of saw me as 
that material. And that's my own thing, you know, and I think that it's the same for guys when you lead and you're so sexual and that's all you have and you sort of put that out there so much and it's probably because you're lacking other things. It, you know, girls then tend to maybe not take you so seriously either. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I was a very emotionally open person. I mean, I think part of, I don't think it's why the women wouldn't date me, mm-hmm. but it was definitely something that led me to get hurt. Was I like, I'm the type I'll fall for someone a lot easily. You know, um, they could pass me the bread. I'll be like, oh my God, I love you. You gave me carbs. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's get married. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very emotionally open. So it's not like I would lead with sex, at least not for sex sake. Um, if I led with sex, it's because I picked up a sexual vibe from them. And I was like, cool, you seem to like talking about sex. I like talking about sex, too. Like, let's talk about sex. And if they want to talk about sports or musicals, I'm like, well, let's talk about sports and musicals. Mm-hmm. So I, just, I don't know. I'm very reactionary when I, excuse me, when I date. Right. So let's go back to your, so your first, like, man, woman, woman, incest fantasy goes bust. Let me ask you this. Uh, yeah. was, was it a turn on for you to, like, fuck your mother, too? Or was you just want to fuck somebody? No, no, I just wanted to be part of the gangbang. I was like, I can agree to that rule, whatever. Right, 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 I get it, right. So it wasn't like, like you were into mommy thing? No, no, I was just answering like a gangbang ad, and then okay. it happened to be the rule, the scene that they wanted, and I was like, I could call her that. Yeah, right. Sure. So now what's the want? So I'm assuming you went back out there because you said you've had a bunch of exper- like experiences, right? Like what was the next one that happened that was like, uh, that actually happened? I, I had some Craigslist meetups that happened that were more one-on-ones. I got very lucky. I just happened to catch, like, real women uh, who were not posting for money or for webcams or whatever. Um, my senior year, I ended up in my first Bukkake. That was pretty cool. Bukkake? <laughs> wait, what's Bukkake again? Like, uh, everyone using oh, in the face? He- heavily debated definition. Let me tell you, it's a very controversial subject. Uh, the, what qualifies as Bukkake yeah. versus blowbang? Uh, in my opinion, a Bukkake is kind of like a blowbang, except um, everyone finishes on the woman's face. Yeah, that's or, what I would think. Uh, right. or, or a part of the body, but some say, does it have to include blowjobs? So some would, uh, there's a, a camp of people who would say a Bukkake counts if it's just a bunch of guys jerking off onto a woman. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's one of the highly contested. Sexual but what is what do you think? You think it has to doesn't have to have a blow, a blowjob or it does? I think it's better when it has a blowjob. Right, but I mean, Bukaki is just coming <laughs> out of someone's face, right? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Or so in this, in this woman's case, it was a specific pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like bought a pair of glasses. This couple, and they're like, you have to make sure you come like on her face, but make sure you get some on her glasses. And then they wanted to keep the glasses like on their dresser, like as a memory to, <laughs> right. to like look at 10 years from now and be like, Oh honey, you remember that time when you invite a bunch of random strangers to jizz on my face? Right. So, or like, maybe yeah. they would use it as a way to get off like a future sack. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you did that, that. Yeah, that was fun. There's like five of us. Uh, she picked me to suck first. Then I was like, it made me feel special. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, was there's she five hot? And with, she was very hot. Oh, my gosh. Um, she had this, like, amazing, like, octopus tattoo that ran along the side of her body. Like, it kind of went, like, it was most of her thigh and, like, went up, like, the side rib cage. It was, oh, she was hot. Mm-hmm. It was crazy hot. And what's cool is, like, it was her brownstone. So, like, she was with a serious boyfriend. 
And she also had a kid. I mean, she's probably in her like mid to late thirties. Mm-hmm. And but like, so it was hot because like she's the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she pays for his shit, and she's like, I want a bunch of dicks, and he he can't really argue. It's like, honey, you pay the rent. I will get it because you want. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, he could have liked it because so a lot of guys do like that. But you're right. Like, if he no, I mean, didn't like he it, he had he no choice. He seemed to be enjoying himself. Right. He did? He seemed to be enjoying himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was a fun time. But, you know, mm-hmm. it was like five of us. And it was good. And that just kind of led to me looking more and more. And I started learning how to, like, answer a crisis ad and how to tell which ads are probably not real and which ones probably are. And, and I mean, I think a lot of it just got to take some risks. And you have to be willing to show up to an apartment, jerk off with some guys, and then decide to leave uh, <laughs> without any. Sometimes if the I girl doesn't show guess, up. You have to accept that that could happen, and it's also not like that big of a deal because it's not like I showed up, the chick doesn't show up, and then like I got raped. It's not like exactly. It's not like, so, it's not like I got con and he's like trying to make me let him blow me it's like it's not like he took your wallet it's already yeah yeah. right it's just like it's like it's like an embarrassing story you'll tell later on like not not even embarrassing i don't think it's shit like that's embarrassing i think story i don't know i love good stories i think it's a great story and there's nothing embarrassing to me about that because why wouldn't you go why wouldn't you stay like i understand everything about that story i just think it's hilarious if at the end you got busted and it was again you know but there's nothing i wouldn't be embarrassed if that happened to me i don't think there's anything embarrassing about right. it right right it's uh yeah i mean it's was, it was a fun time it's a good um, it's a great story that, it's an experience regardless right any of these things right like you know like you said you have to you can't go into it expecting and then one time it doesn't work out you're just like, oh, fuck it, right? Like, you you were, like, you kept going back. I mean, and, like, you've had all kinds of different experiences, right? Like, I'm assuming, like, some good, some yeah. bad. Like, and that's what you have to sort of, like, that's what you just said to people, like, if people are listening, right? And Have and, a little faith, you know? Take a chance. But you have to keep, it's a numbers game, don't you think? Uh, yes and no. Like I said, if you're answering, like, W for M ads, I think that's, like, a numbers game in the same way the dude who swipes right on everyone on Tinder is a numbers game. Mm-hmm. But if you're searching for quality, uh, I think, I don't know, I think you have a way better likelihood. It's also about, like, how you answer an ad. As someone who's, like, organized a blow bang for someone, so I've, like, accepted the ads from the men because, like, I'm helping organize. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get very, like, event plannery. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I had a blowjob challenge guy on. How did you get involved in doing a blowbang? Like some girl you were dating or somebody you had hooked no, up? No, just a girl from a girl from Reddit. Uh, we were talking about hooking up, and then I I pitched the. I think she said something that made me think she would like that. So I pitched her the idea. She said that sounds hot, and I was like, okay, cool. Let's let's discuss boundaries ourselves, and then let's figure out what rules you want, and then I'm gonna throw you one hell of a blow bang i'm gonna get and a blow bang is a blow bang is um she's gonna suck a ton of dicks right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and but no Uh, like in her face that's not bukkake right that's just a blow bang so she just wanted to suck a bunch of dicks and how many guys did you get to that blow bang i think if we count me i think at the end i think we had i know we had like nine confirmed Mm-hmm. And I think as the people who as the people who actually showed up, I think we had like seven dicks total. Mm-hmm. I believe, yeah. <laughs> and she had a good you time. How long was it? How long? Uh, 
the whole scene, like from start to finish, is probably like 30, 45 minutes. Right. And she just maybe, blew maybe at each hour. guy until they came. And did they, did she swallow? Yeah, I, I don't quite remember. I'm sure she like, I think she swallowed me and she might've taken it on the face from some other guys. Uh, I don't remember all the, I wasn't like in, uh, watching each cock so intently. Right. Uh, as a, I prefer the dick myself, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not usually so focused, but... Uh, yeah, 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 I you hear know, you. No, I just thought sometimes those are the rules, you know, like I know you said you love rules, so I'm assuming that you guys had shit drafted up beforehand for that, so I was just wondering if like her thing was like, because sometimes like the guy who did a 24-hour blowjob challenge and then he was doing a 48-hour blowjob challenge, I mean, he loved to drink jizz, like that was his thing, <laughs> he just wanted... What was the 24-hour had... blowjob challenge? Oh, yeah, he did. Where? In Texas. No, like, like what was it? Oh, it was literally, he. that's all it was. He just blew guys for that long. So, 24 hours. Staying awake for 24 hours? Yeah, uh uh-huh. But you just stay awake. I'm just, I'll give it up for anyone who does just staying awake for 24 hours. I know. And he drank all that just... Yeah, and he sent me the breakdown, like, of, like, the, the demographics, like, race, mm-hmm. age, height, you know, all that shit. It was very, He had everything from, like, 18-year-olds to 72-year-olds coming. And he just loved dicks in his mouth. He didn't even like to fuck anybody. But, but the, his rule, his thing was, like, he loved to swallow. So that's why I was wondering, not that you would be watching it, but more so, like, whether that was her thing, you know, that she, not just the dick sure. in her mouth, that she just wanted to swallow all that jizz. Like, sometimes it's, like, a thing, you know? Was she hot? yeah. Uh, she was cute. I think part of the reason I pitched the scene was because, like, I don't think I would have wanted to have sex with her one on one. So I, like, I wasn't attracted so much just with that. But I thought she seems game. And I was like, if we can make a scene out of that, that's going to add a level of eroticism. I was like, let's put, like, let's dress this up a little bit. But instead of like dressing her up in like makeup and stuff, I'm like, let's dress her up like in a scene and now I can make this like a hot thing to participate in. Right. You know, it's funny because now talking to you and learning more about your stuff, it's, I understand why you sort of reserve your actual like intercourse for people outside of this because it's almost like it's a very, like you, like it's a very different thing. You know what I mean? It makes it a little bit like with the people that you actually like a little bit more special, right? Because you're not, because you do I all I just don't this- want regrets, you know? Like I, don't, I never... Ever since I, like, stepped up that standard, and I would say that I, like, really kicked in the gear when I was, like, 22, 23, mm-hmm. you know, with, like, maybe one or two misses along the way, it, the idea was that I don't usually wake up after fucking somebody going, oh, my God, I can't believe I fucked that person. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst it is is, like, I hooked up with someone that I'm like, mm, I don't know how I felt about that, but at least all it was was, like, some making out or maybe I singled her and... It didn't really click and no big deal. Right. Like, I don't know, having sex with someone you don't have chemistry with, fuck is that awkward. Just like, it's so weird being inside someone, looking them in the eye as you both acknowledge non-verbally, <laughs> we, don't, we don't like this. But you keep going <laughs> to finish and now, this is, and now you have to like leave just embarrassed. I'd rather, you know, and, and that, another argument to why I delay usually one time is, uh, I fully believe that if you, if we fool around the first time and roll around and like, I get a chance to like learn how your body works and see what you dig and don't dig the next time when we meet up and we fuck, it's going to be infinitely better 
Because like course, I know right. that they've mm-hmm. done the research on your body. Mm-hmm. So you want yeah. to make sure it's someone that you want to see again is what you're saying, or like you have something. Um, yes and no. Uh, I mean, like I, I usually like, if I like having sex with someone, I want to have sex with them a, at least a second time. Uh, so that kind of helps that. Whereas then if I, I also can't fuck someone I, I despise. Like there's a really hot comic who like I hooked up with and we fought and it was fun. But then she just started becoming like, uh, I, I realized how much of a crazy cokehead nut job she was mm-hmm. and then like she and then she and then like a, and then she had some relationships and then she hits me up she's like you know would you want to start fucking again i'm like not i don't know I'm, I'm not really and let me tell you insanely hot but i was just like uh it's not worth the crazy uh, it's not worth <laughs> the crazy yeah totally i think that i get that i think a lot of guys are like that because listen it's not like you're hurting for women, right? You're not like a desperate dude that can't get laid, right? There's always Craigslist. I mean, mm-hmm. you've figured out a way. Like you said, you were like working girls in class and in college and also online, right? So you know how to get your needs met. You know. uh, I think I accidentally fall into getting my needs met, if anything. Uh, I, I think it I've, doesn't sound I accidental. Think. You all go on Craigslist, like you like. I mean, you look. It seems like you know what you want. Yeah, and you go looking for it, and I think that that's great. Well, yeah, yeah. But so so does every like internet troll. I think it's a matter of like how you speak to people. Uh, I think on the internet, I do a good job of like knowing how to like. If I answer Craigslist ad, it's not a one liner. I'm going to give you like three to six full complete sentences, and it's going to include things that were in your ad. I'm not just going to be like, yo, I want to fuck, here's my dick. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when it's like in person, that's where I think I struggle. I have no idea how anyone's wanted to hook up with me after meeting me in person. Uh, <laughs> right. Like not, not from the internet, but like if I met someone at a bar, like I don't know how to talk to strangers terribly well. I can talk to like a group of strangers if I'm holding a microphone, mm-hmm. but like at a bar, you know, Unless we're holding the same history textbook, I don't know how to fucking talk to you. So uh, like most of those seventy-something people that you've hooked up with, and three hundred people that you fingered or whatever—I mean, were most of them? Uh, were most of them? <laughs> I don't know what you that. Were most <laughs> of the three hundred people you fingered or whatever? This guy's weird. No, not at all. Were most of them um, online people that you found online, or would you say like fifty-fifty? Uh, I think it's like a healthy mix. I'd have to like honestly go look at the list to like. No, I was determine. just thinking of an average because you but just was saying that think, you find it hard in mix. public, in real life, like not in real life, I'm like sure. in person. It's probably sixty forty one way or the other, mm-hmm. something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, being I on stage either. as a comedian, don't you get a lot of girls that just want to fuck you because you're on stage? I mean, do you, are you Holy at that shit, level? As a comedian, that is the only thing, uh, that's the only way I haven't had sex for being a comedian. Uh, all my friends talk about, and I'm talking like even for years, even when we're just like nobody's doing the check spot. Mm-hmm. I'm talk- I talk to guys who like hook up, they bareback chicks after the show, and I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've hooked up with girls because uh, I am a comedian or for being funny. I've hooked up with girls because I was hanging out at a show that I wasn't on. I've hooked up with girls for being around the show. I've never hooked up with a, or I've hooked up with girls I brought to a show. They saw me perform and then wanted to hook up. I've never picked up a woman who was a total stranger before I went on stage and then I got off stage and then like she wanted to 
touch me. Right, right, right. That's never happened, which mm-hmm. is like seems strange because that's like the one that's like the bread and butter for like the ugliest comedian. <laughs> your, right. your best fucking chance to get some is right after you go off stage yeah. after an amazing set. Uh, like the longer you wait after getting off stage after a good set uh, to to talk to someone, the less chances you have. Right. Ideally, so, like you get off stage, you hand the microphone to the, you shake the host's hand, and then you just tap a girl on the shoulder at the end of the <laughs> stage and be like, "Hey, how about right now? That's your optimal time." Right. That's it. That's the way it's got to go. But, but wait, it's never happened for me. How yeah. long have you been dating the girl that you're dating now? Uh, we've been dating since February. I met her in December. Okay. And now, did you meet her online or just like a regular? Like, where did she come from? Uh, you say or a regular something? Well, like, you know, did you meet her? Like, was she somebody that you met? Like, you know, you do the, you have like, oh, no, no, other... no, no, I, no, no, I got that. It's just, if you had phrased it um, online or a regular something, I would have said neither. Uh, okay. Well, I, yeah. I, I met her at a sex party. Well, that's what I meant. So, you know, what I meant, Craigslist, sex party, that world. Well, uh, it wasn't like a Craigslist Craigslist thing. It's like a a sex party I'm just like, I go to, I'm invited to, I know people. uh, And how did you find that sex party that you've been involved with? It's like you saw a flyer. I mean, I know people that have been invited. (laughs) No, I know people in New York City that have those things and they're promoters. We have barkers. We have barkers outside outside the apartment just... Get people in. <laughs> hey, we got free orgy inside. Now, free how orgy? did you get involved? How did you get on that list? Um, I've been going to this party for a couple of years now. It started. It this party's not from Craigslist, but the origin of getting there was Craigslist. I, when I was 22, answered an ad for Bukaki. As you can all tell, I do quite regularly, mm-hmm. and I go there. And it was, it was mediocre. If I'm going to be honest, I think like all the guys bailed. So it was just me, the guy, and his girl, and his girl wasn't even something that special. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, whatever, this is going to happen. But he took a liking to me. He apparently produces storytelling shows in New York City. Oh, uh, I know, The Moth? Runs... No, no, not The Moth. Okay, uh, but... Show. I, I won't say where. But yeah, yeah, He yeah. also, re- like, he would run this thing called the Bukaki Social Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kept inviting me. He liked, he thought it was funny and stuff like that. So I was like, cool. And then eventually, after doing that for a couple of years, he was like, hey, would you want to come to my birthday orgy? And the birthday orgy was being um, like underwritten by this bigger sex party that happens regularly in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I went to, I, I actually ended up not being able to go to it, but I ended up on the email list because of that. And then, right. and then months later, I finally went uh, to one myself. Yeah. So wait, so you go to from this Bukaki party, right? You go to mm-hmm. his birthday party. What came after that? I want to go. I want to. So little... the, the the party is called Hacienda. The the party in general, right? Mm-hmm. The the group, whatever you want to call it. And sometimes they'll not have like a the list a friend. Uh, like yeah, but what was his the... birthday orgy all about? Yeah, he just like it was his birthday, and he asked Hacienda if like they would. Like co, I, I don't want to say co-sponsor, but like t- let him use their space and invite his friends to a smaller sex party mm-hmm. than they normally would throw. And um, so, what goes down at that? that? 
like how what like you walk in like what's going down like give people like the scenario you walk in you check in you know hand in your coat whatever you want to drop off and not be holding around all night someone will at my party they read a list of rules they I mean, it's very, very short, but it's basically like, yo, don't be an asshole. Don't touch people without um, asking first. We practice enthusiastic consent, um, things of that, like uh, own your yeses and your noes. Uh, respect the space. And then you go off and you do what you want. I mean, it's really like a house party, the one yeah, I right. go to. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's like a house party where people are also fucking next to you. And pretty fun like you could go it's the type of party where if you went and didn't hook up with anyone you could still have a good time like you could hang out socialize with your friends have a drink and see some hot sex right and let me ask you this do they charge yes they do yeah i would assume because how are they going to pay for everything right how much does it cost to get in uh it does, the ticket's gone up for uh recently but now they're like 60 to 80 dollars and do you have to be a couple to get in it depends on the party. Uh, this party, no. It's, okay. The party I go to is like a very like um, like queer friendly party. So there's people of like all makes and models and gender ori- genders and sexual orientations. So uh, which is what I like about the party because you know I I, just, I got bullied as a kid. I always felt left out. So actually going there, seeing like all the different types, all the colors, all the bits and parts and things and haircuts. Mm-hmm. I see I see that and I go. Well, if all they are, you know, here and accepted and loved, then like I should fit in too. Mm-hmm. And it's, whereas then, like if I went to like a typical like sex club that like charges two hundred dollars for men and lets women in for free, I'm gonna feel like oh, this is just very like normal people, and I never fit in with normal people. I feel kind of one amongst the weirdos. Right. Well, I think that's what like New York is all about. Like that first scenario yeah. that you said. That's why everyone winds up here, right? That's why we all move to New York because we don't feel so weird anymore. Because that's where all the weirdos come, <laughs> quote yeah. unquote. Because we're not really weird. Yeah. We're just the people that feel different come here. You don't feel so different because there's such diversity. So you're so that where you go. Have you ever been with a guy? Like considering you've mm-hmm. done so much stuff. Like have you ever crossed swords? No, I mean, like, there's incidental contact, and, you know, in football, they don't throw a flag for that. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's part it's part of the game. Uh, like, if you mean, like, be with a guy, no, I haven't, like, been with a man, but, like, has a man touched my penis? Yes. Uh, and usually when that happens, I just bat his hand away and say, no, thank you. Right, and but it's not like you've ever had a blowjob or given someone a blowjob or any of that kind of stuff. No, I had really no interest in that. I mean, mm-hmm. the closest was, like, one guy grabbed my dick so he could guide it into his wife's. Mm-hmm. And I just made the split second decision. Where I was like, "This is fine because, like, yeah, you know, totally. he's gonna let, he's gonna let me fuck his wife. The least I can do is let him guide me into her." <laughs> I can't uh, believe no. we've been talking for fifty four minutes, and I'm all, it's like the tip of the iceberg. There is just I can't even handle. Like I feel like <laughs> I haven't even started to have a conversation with you, and there's so much stuff. It's just like there, there's 134 episodes of the Man Who Are Podcast. There's a lot to yeah. So <laughs> wait, so let me hear. just ask you this because people will go and listen to your podcast, and they'll be going to be able to hear. So basically, on your podcast, right? So all these girls that you hook up with, and I'm assuming that your girlfriend now, I mean, 
does she sit in on the show and listen or she's totally cool? Like, is she in the room when you're like talking to these exes? Does she give a shit or like, what's the deal? Uh, no, she's, she's cool. I mean, like I said, we met at a play party and uh, we are in an open relationship. So she, on top of not caring if I talk to exes that I no longer hook up with, she also doesn't care like if I were to hook up with them. Uh, right, right, right. So you guys she, have an open she, relationship? She, she cares more about what I say about her on the show, but I... Uh, I try not to, like, uh, divulge too much. Um, like, if we're in a fight, like, I try to make sure the fight is resolved before I talk about it on the podcast. Right, right, right. That's smart. That's <laughs> but, no, smart. She, she doesn't really listen a lot. She only listens to a few episodes, and they're only episodes, like, if I interview an iconic person that she's a big fan of. Yeah, like, like had you had Nina her. Hartley on, right? That was huge to get yeah, her on, right? So, so, like, yeah, so, like, Paige listened to the Nina Hartley episode because she fucking loves Nina. She loves Nina so much before I went to LA to do that. She made sure like she forced me to get Nina to give her a shout out on the show. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then like when, when I made out with Nina at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. Paige was so pissed because she's like, fuck you. I want to make out with Nina. Uh, right. So your girls yeah. buy. So do you guys have yeah. threesomes? Uh, we, we've been in like group scenarios. We actually haven't had, it's a good point. We haven't like had like a typical like threesome, but like she gave me a foursome on my birthday where we like fooled around with like her friend and her friend's guy. And we've been obviously in like, so what went down at that foursome? Did she fuck the other guy and you fuck the girl? Like what goes down at that kind of foursome? Well, she was, um, you know, my girlfriend is just such a fucking sweetheart. Let me tell you, uh, she was trying to organize semi secretly amongst her friends uh, a scene that I thought was super fucking hot, which would have been, I, cause I'm like, I lean more submissive. So the, the scene was, I was going to be in bed naked, blindfolded, and she was going to have like a little salon with her girlfriends in the living room. And she just wants to like hang out with her friends, like drink some wine, chit chat. But like periodically women could just leave and say, excuse me one moment. They would go into the room and mm-hmm. then they would just, use me for what they wanted. And that could be sucking a dick or riding a dick or sitting on my face or just cuddling and making out. Right. And then when they were done with me, they would just, you know, clean me up if, if that was needed and then just like leave and go back and join the little party. Mm-hmm. And we thought like we would do that for like two or three hours. And the idea was like, I would just be of use. I would be of service. Cause right. I just like, I'm not like a sub that like, I want to be whipped and like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be turned into an object. But, like, I just like to do a good job, you know? Right, so and you like, like to be desired, I, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I could just, like, you know, anonymously go down on a bunch of women and make them happy, like, that that would make me happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and and so she had, like, five, I think, friends of hers lined up to, like, participate. But the morning of, I woke up to a text on my birthday being, like, they all dropped out, except for one. They, like, basically all dropped out. Mm-hmm. Um, just like just things happen scheduling um there are a lot of poly people and poly people scheduling the whole fucking ordeal oh yeah so they have too many they, people in their relationship right yeah when you have like 13 boyfriends yeah and oh my god know? i don't know how they do it mm-hmm. yeah so she's so she said like hey let's go get like dinner and let's go get drinks with you know my friend and her guy and and i was like okay cool and and she ordered me like a cookie cake from um 
uh, insomnia cookies. Mm-hmm. She she knows she knows me. And then, you know, she's like, hey, let's go back to her place. And we did. And it just turned into this, like, impromptu foursome. It was, it was, there wasn't a lot of, like, cross-pollinization. Like, I went down on her friend um, because they both knew I would really like doing that. Her friend's really hot. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Paige, like, fooled around with the guy. and But mostly, like, like, the fucking only happened, like, within couples. Not for, like, any explicit reason, just because, like, it didn't happen. Um, I didn't know the guy. I just met him. And. Uh, I, that's the first time I had been intimate with her friends. So like, mm-hmm. I was very happy about it, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, for somebody who like, acts like you don't, that she wanted me, she tried to arrange five of her friends to sit on my face. Like yeah, how you're... nice of a birthday present. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. But you know, what's really great is that you found somebody that's like just as open as you are. I think it's like every guy's fantasy, right? Is to find somebody. And I always tell people that call in like you can, I think there's somebody for everybody. And it's like so great that you found a place where you could meet a woman who's like, just as open and into the same stuff that you are, but yet you guys have like a real relationship. Like it's not just like a sexual thing, right? Like, you know, um, but you could still be yourself and you don't have to live like a double life. Like half the people I talk to, I think that that's great. You're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being in, yeah, being in the public eye allows me to decide, am I putting it all out there? And I like having a sex podcast made me go like, I think it's important for more people to talk openly and honestly about sex, especially like non-traditional, non-heteronormative type uh, sex. I think that's important because that what happens is that makes it normal for other people to not only talk about it, but to like experience it. So if somebody like here is like, if someone who's really into feet, you know, uh, starts seeing some mainstream non, like he's actually a serial murder Mm -hmm. representative of someone with a foot fetish, they might feel less shameful about their foot fetish. No, that's why I do my show. Absolutely. Because I think that it's like what, you know, I listen, I let people be anonymous because it's the way for a lot of people to, you know, talk about their stuff and be honest because it's unfortunately, since it's still not so normalized, like you say, you know, people have to be so secretive, but people wind up being really honest. And I feel like other people out there listen and they're like, oh, I'm not like, since I think people might think that they're freaks or whatever. And somebody did say recently mm-hmm. to me this exactly what you said. They said, like, it's so great that you're doing this and talking about these things and, you know, making it more normalize you know you that you could normalize this kind of stuff you know because it is and you're, and you're doing the same thing with other people like i'm just sharing basically my story but like what's great about you is that you are allowing real non-performer people essentially to like come and share these things so that even makes it more real because like i don't know i feel like you hear a performer type person yeah but you are a perfect you have different parts of your like you you know and everybody does right like you're this and you're a concoction of a couple different things you know you are a performer but you're also somebody you're no different than a lot of people that call up my podcast if you weren't a performer and you're working at ibm you'd be doing all this shit but maybe it'd be a little bit more secretive right but you just mm-hmm. happen to be a performer. And I think it's great that you're like, you know, it's totally out there, right? And it doesn't matter. And like you said, it's like, it's not going to hurt your career, right? And it, it could become a part of it. And I think you're like... It's essentially young. launching the career. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And you're super young. Like it could become, listen, there's a niche for everybody. Like, you know, somehow your career could be, will probably likely have this 
as a part of it in some way. Like I know because I worked in comedy with comedians. There were comedians that people wouldn't touch for it with a 10-foot pole because of one reason or another. And like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later, they're doing something that was so sort of handmade for them. Like you wouldn't have like been able to sort of concoct it up yourself and they probably would have never thought of it for themselves, but they wound up doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing with a little niche. You know what I mean? With a twist that works perfectly for them. Most likely for you, somehow this other aspect of you as well with the comedy will probably come together and maybe it's that your podcast becomes really huge or who knows, you know what I mean? But it probably will go hand in hand or maybe you just don't know, you know, 10 years from now what happens down the line. But I think that, you know, for people, I mean, like I was like, oh, my God, how do you have like, you know, how do you get all the content for your show if you're only talking to your exes and about your experiences? But like, duh, after talking to you for only an hour and I haven't even like I said, I've heard like maybe six stories you, I mean, forget about it. Like you have like endless content because you're always going to these parties. You're always hooking up with new people. All the people that you hook up with, they're not mainstream people, right? They live sort of these lives too. So they bring to your podcast even more stories. So really my listeners, because I always listen, I have a whole other sort of spin to my show where I like to dig and get, I tried to do it with you, but there's, there's no reason for that because you just have one hot story after another. But like, you know, your, your show you know you could just have like one hot story after another like the people that listen to my show that's looking more for that stuff like totally listen to yours too because they're gonna get that i mean hey you want to be my manager you seem to have a, you seem to have a good idea of it <laughs> <laughs> that was always my thing no i'm like a, i'm a publicist at heart really i really i help my comedian friends with their moves and shit and their pr but no but yeah like i think that uh your podcast, like, you know, what you, like, now I realize how you could get, you know, could we do it? How long have you been doing your podcast for? Uh, 134 weeks. Yeah, so, so it's like, like almost close to me. For, almost, yeah, almost yeah. three years, same like me, because I'm at 150, same shit. So, yeah, that's great. So, if anybody, I mean, I always keep my podcast at an hour. I will definitely would love to have you back on the show again, because like I said, there's just so much more there. Next time, I won't waste <laughs> so much time trying to figure you out you know what I mean? Other stuff out because I think what's really interesting is like if I should have just really stuck to all the the chronological order of all your sex sexcapades because I think that you know I was a little bit all over the place because there's a lot going on with you but I think what's most interesting probably because we are in the sex category is like I said the mm-hmm. chronological order of like all this stuff that you sort of experienced and that you got into, especially considering you lost your virginity at 18, that you, you know, sort of really let your freak flag fly and have been doing it for, you know, the past nine years. There's probably a lot more interesting stuff for it that you have to say. I mean, people, I guess, could hear about it on your show. Absolutely, on the Man Whore Podcast. Yeah, I have to have people on my show because I don't do this stuff. Wait, I just cut you off while you were promoting. What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can find the the Man Whore Podcast. It's it's anywhere you're listening to this show, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you like listening to the podcast, except for SoundCloud, because fuck those guys at SoundCloud. Uh, (laughs) Right. uh, You just search Man Whore, that's me. You can also find me on Twitter, uh, at the Billy Procida, that's P-R-O-C-I-D-A, and you can like me on Facebook, uh, The Man Whore Podcast. What about, and do you want to promote your comedy too? 
where could people uh, find you as a comedian? They, uh, and then you can just find me at manwhorepod.com. Uh, that's where I like post show dates that are upcoming. I don't, I don't have any like big shows to promote right now, but uh, you can go there. You can no, but what about just list. to see like your like? Do you have a, like? Do you have a YouTube channel? Or do you have like your like your comedy on? You like people could see you as well or no? Uh, I, there's a sample set somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. If you search Billy Priscilla on YouTube, you'll find it. If it says Family Feud, that <laughs> is not a set you want to watch because that's from when I was 20 and really, really bad at comedy. Okay, uh, so don't watch that so, one. But if you search Billy Priscilla on YouTube, you'll find comedy. Because uh, if you search Billy Priscilla and you find an old guy in a suit, that's my dad. Uh, but if you find <laughs> a comedy video, that'll be me. All right, cool. About Orgies and Weight Watchers and gambling addictions. Yeah, I mean, I, I could just imagine how much material you have. So, Billy, thanks so much for being on my show. I would Thank love you to. For have, I me. will should have you back on because you have like endless stories. If you'd come back on and do a part two at some point, that'd be like super great. Because, like I said, I feel like I cock blocked a lot of your stuff, but like that's no, that's all right. I get it. Look, you hear you hear man whore you. There's an image in your head. No, that it's not like that. I, I don't get stuck. No, I just like listen to things and I'd like to like dig deeper and analyze and I put things together in my head and then I start to think that I know everything and I question that way. It's not about like cause <laughs> the man whore thing. It was strictly because of shit that you said. But, you know, the, listen, you have to talk to somebody to really sort of get the full information. And as I talked to you further, I saw things differently, you know, but that's just the way that it goes. That's why it's interesting, you know. Um, it well, wasn't because and of the name of the podcast at all. It was because of things that you said. But like I said, as you revealed it, it's like I saw a totally different. I needed to see the bigger picture to to really figure out who you were. You know, I think well, there's other well, stuff deeper, but I, I, there's no reason to go there because I don't even know if there is maybe I, because your stories of like what you've done sexually are so interesting. Well, we can get into the why on part two whenever you're ready for it. Okay, Billy. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you for having me. All right, Manhor Podcast. Go listen to it to hear the part two, three, four, 134 episodes you got. <laughs> Bye. Later. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.